0: Hi, I just wanted to do a brief introduction to this uh, in, this interview that I did with Suzanne Tulin. It's a very interesting conversation. She's a branding expert. Uh, you'll get into it more with the uh, the interview. But I uh, <clears throat> just want to say it's very interesting. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, Suzanne was nice enough to send me a copy of her book, Brand Brand DNA. Yes. Uh, very nice. Thank you, Suzanne. and handwritten thank you note. Shows a lot of class. Uh, old guys like me appreciate that. So thank you, Suzanne. Uh, very nice touch on your part. Nice book. Uh, had just started reading it. Um, anyway, uh, enjoy the interview and uh, with Suzanne Toulin. and uh, welcome to another episode of the strategic business advisor today we have a great guest her name is Suzanne Tulian t- 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 I keep wanting to say Tulian but I know that's not it Tulian <laughs> she's yes. a brand expert and she's also an author she's authored several books she's a speaker and rather than me botching intros <laughs> Suzanne, why don't you introduce yourself again
1: my name is Suzanne Tulian I like Tulian though I like that better Uh, I have a company called brand Ascension and I help businesses, um, identify, define and align themselves to their unique value position, walk the talk and deliver on their promise every single day.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um, and, and I guess what you do is you help them to, I guess, cultivate their identity. I'm I'm asking cultivate their identity out there in the, in the, uh, in in, in public in general, I guess, to their customers?
1: Well, it certainly ends up there, but it has to start internally. So I wrote a book, this red book behind me called Brand DNA, Ah. and that's written specifically for business owners with employees so that they can uh, really unpack that uh, set of attributes, what I call value position attributes, so that they can get clear on what those are, what they stand for, right? What makes them unique and different. It uh, consists of their core values, what we call their brand style attributes. We flesh out differentiators. I mean, these are quantifiable, really unique differentiators that no other business or com- competitor can claim. And then uh, there's a, what we call the standards of performance. Uh, We set up, and that's based on four dimensions of the organization, the employee bucket, the financial bucket, the process bucket, and the customer bucket. So we look at all of those facets, too, and unpack that, and we get really crystal clear on their brand's platform, what we call the brand value platform, and the promise to deliver, Then once all that good stuff is really clear and in their minds, in their conscious, strategic and deliberate way of being, we infuse that into the hearts and minds of their uh, employees first, then into their systems and processes, into their leadership and whole overall narrative or vernacular, the vocabulary of the organization. So that everybody is on the same page, they understand why they're there and what they contribute to the brand's um, expansion, the brand's excellence, the brand's value position. And so everybody's walking the same talk and delivering on that promise. And it's Mm. such a beautiful, symphonic, harmonizing event.
0: Yeah, it sounds very interesting. How do you get the employees to buy in? Yeah. It says it's it's coming from top down.
1: Well, it's not necessarily coming from top down. I used an experiential sort of two-day retreat to get into the hearts and minds of key constituents that we flush out and pick to be a part of that. We call them the brand task team. And so these are people from all areas of the business that come together, and we walk through this brand DNA process and flush it out. So those people that are in that small session uh, become owners in their own mind of what okay. they've created. And then they, they're they also influencers. And we then, after we get everything clarified for the brand, we have an event called the Brand Awareness Event. And it's really fun. It's kind of like the, um, you know, if you remember way back when in high school, when you had those big rah-rah sessions right before the football game right. or, you know, in the gym of their high school, And it's kind of like that, and we infuse the information uh, that was created in the brand DNA session into the hearts and minds of everybody else. And then we give them experiential activities to um, enlist, equip, and engage them to uh, bring that information into their own departments, into their own uh, responsibilities and roles. And it's just a, a really great time. They get super excited about it. They're excited about rolling it out and being a part of something now that's super clear to them. So there's a new level of ownership in the hearts and minds of those
0: employees. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, really, it's not something that comes from top down. You bring in key employees to come up with a brand and values and, and all that. That's great. So I guess, I, and again, for lack of a better word the pep rally the brand introduction i forget the exact term is where i guess it's introduced and employees begin to take it on yes
1: yes there are many many exercises that they um they get into smaller groups and they also um create a lot of relationships within those groups so a lot of times employees are, are stuck in these silos right these departmental areas and they don't even get to know one another Right. So this is a great uh, exercise in creating a lot of collaboration and getting everyone on the same page and learning about each other, as well as how are we going to now make these attributes ours in a tangible way so that we can really show up and create a customer experience that is totally unique and, and an employee experience that's totally unique and that we buy into, all of us buy, buys into.
0: So So how... So how does the business relate to employees? Does, I, I, let me add, I'm, I'm presupposing here. So does the business relate to the employee differently after this? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So how how the relationship change?
1: So we get much more um, strategic and uh, communicative in a certain way. So that certain way is all in the, the lane that we've created in terms of the brand. So all of a sudden now we're all talking the same language we use it, a new vernacular that we come up with because all these these terms that we come up with are are kind of our just our new way of talking about what it is that we do right so it's it's um the business let's just say communication becomes a core value right, right? because the the business knows the importance of communication and leans into that as being something that we're gonna really pay attention to. So now we're gonna look at all the processes of the organization and every facet of the organization and infuse the definition that they've defined in this session as a way to um, enhance systems and processes to enable more clear, transparent communication, right? That's just one, one way. I mean, there's so many things that come out of this that we get to now begin to be more conscious, strategic, and deliberate in so that everybody's operating on that same page.
0: Right. So it's not just a bunch of words on the wall.
1: No, no, no. I, I've
0: seen so many places. You know, Here's our mission statements. Like what, and what does that mean exactly?
1: Right. So that's the difference between what a lot of. Uh, other consultants do and I do. I am a I am an internal organizational development consultant calling call myself a brand clarity expert and I work internally with organizations so that we not only come up with the plan, the strategic idea of the brand and the, the creating the differentiation but I ensure through my process that we're embedding it and infusing it into the organization itself so that it becomes tangible so I don't leave that organization and stop working with them until that happens. So right. anytime anyone contracts with me, it's six months minimum. So we're making sure that we're hitting all the, the key areas so that it becomes habit. It mm-hmm. becomes something new and the culture begins to really wrap its arms around it.
0: Great. So, I mean, you, you really, you work with somebody that long and you have that much participation by the employees, You're really getting a, a cultural change yes. in the organization. So yes. how how does the business interact with customers? How, what's it what's the experience? How's the experience customers are going to have before and after? Mm.
1: So everything gets solidified. Um, the The understanding of the customer, the customer's understanding of the business and what it stands for, get becomes clearer. The value position. So a lot of people these days really look at values of the organizations that they they decide to work with. Right? They mm-hmm. want to make sure that they're in alignment with, I'm gonna spend my dollars with your company. I wanna make sure that you're in alignment with my core values. So that's that's definitely the new generation that's coming up and coming, that's really thinking about those things. They're wanting to spend their dollars wisely. And so that, that begins to shift because now there's much more clarity around delivering on that value rather than just this, you know, uh, mesh of marketing information or marketing promises and are not fully embedded into the hearts and minds of the culture of the organization so that they're ensured to walk that talk and really deliver on that promise for the end user,
0: that consumer. So I'm not quite clear. So how, what does the customer's experience differently you know, before and after? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they, do they get more service? Do they get more, you know, there's increased, there's enhanced satisfaction on the customer's end.
1: There is enhanced satisfaction because of the awareness of the value position in that they're purchasing something that they are satisfied with. Ah, and
0: purchasing the, something more in line with their own culture, their own.
1: Because of the awareness of that, yes, and the employees also have a new um, understanding of their value position in working with the business. So. There's a, an elation or an enhancement of attitude. There's an understanding of what they're supposed to deliver na- on now. Right. It's not this gray area anymore. Um, there, it, it, uh, there's so much that can actually change. I mean, from, from scripting new ways of talking to your clients, of reacting in new ways, because this is now how we want to create the value position, right, in the experience of that. So there's so much, it's, it's, if we, you know, don't land on one or two or three different examples, then it's hard to, to describe the, the changes in behavior.
0: Okay. Um, Well, well, can you give me some examples then?
1: Well, like I mentioned before that the scripting has changed in a lot of the, the, I work with a headquarter, headquarters of a franchise recently. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were, it's a, a restoration Franchise. So we, I only work with the, the headquarters of the franchise because it makes sense for the brand to be birthed uh, through the headquarters, through the, the mothership, so to speak, right. and then, you know, inculcated into all of the operator owners. Right. So changing the script, um, rewriting and peppering in the verbiage that flushes out of the brand's DNA process so that we are now highlighting those areas of value that we bring to the table we flushed in some different key differentiators to remind the consumer the customer what they're purchasing and why they're choosing that organization so all of these little teeny tiny nuances that get flushed into these processes changes the perspective and perception of the uh of the consumer and the employee at the same time because the culture is changing right as well and right. so if it- Carrie, if, if uh, maybe it would be a good idea for us to talk a little bit about what a brand is and what it isn't. Please. <laughs> because we, we dove right into this, um, the, the kind of the meat of it. But I want to step back and just say that every single business out there already has a brand. That's, a, that's the good news. The bad news is, is that every single business out there already has a brand. That could be the bad news, too. Here's the question. The question is, is are you in control of it? Because of all a brand is is a perception. Mm -hmm. It's just a set of perceptions for customers. The employees have perceptions of the companies they work for, and the the customers have perceptions of what they're buying, right, Right. and that company they're buying from. So brand DNA is really a process of – identifying and defining, and then aligning to a set of perceptions that that company wants to become known for. So branding is just a process of assigning meaning to an entity. And that's Mm -hmm. what this process is all about. Now that we have that meaning assigned and agreed upon, collaborated, and we're excited about it, we're going to take that that assigned meaning and infuse it into our way of being. Does that make
0: sense? Yes. Yes. So go ahead.
1: Marketing on the other hand, you market a brand. So if you're out there spending money on marketing, you're disseminating information about a brand, right? And if you have not yet fully identified and defined the brand, My question to you is, what are you out there marketing? What what is it if you haven't done this work yet, right? Right. So that's what so many businesses are doing. And what happens in that space without the definition of their brand, without the clarity of their brand's DNA, the only thing that they can actually be doing out there in marketing is chasing the client, chasing their prospects because they don't have this fundamental core understanding and clarity of their differentiation and their value position. So that can be a lot of dollars spent out there chasing the client. The the customers are fickle. They don't, they don't know what they want. Right.
0: (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. They, they really don't. Mm -hmm. So Um,
1: it's super important to do that clarity work.
0: Right. So I guess I'm, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to articulate this in in uh, I, I guess the language that I'm familiar with. I guess my, my ontological uh, training, my uh, ontological background is, this, this is my interpretation of what you've been talking about, is that all, com- all companies, all businesses have an identity, mm-hmm. but the identity doesn't, doesn't exist in who they say they are. Their identity lives in the listening of the community they serve. And yes, their employees will have their own perception, as you say, This is the business or whatever about it um so branding is i guess an intentional in an intentional transformation of who the company's identity that the the key employees say the the business is and and that's i guess imparted to the community the customers uh in a way that the customers get it in other words the identity of the company from what I'm hearing you say, it sounds like the identity of the company, the listing of the community as well as the employees changes to something more congruent or it's consistent throughout, rather than everybody kind of has a different opinion, and, and everybody normally does, but you, you come to a more, I, I guess, unified um, or universal uh, identity of the company. that makes sense?
1: Okay. Yeah, so I would agree with everything you said, except for one thing I just want to point out is that um, everyone is creating a perception in their own minds about their experience, right? Yeah. So, so branding isn't always intentional. So I'm still creating a brand, whether or not you're intentional about delivering me an experience or not a specific experience. So, and no brand is inherently good or bad or indifference, right? It's really about Perception. how how you uh, intentionally or unintentionally create the perceptions that others are having of you. But what I do for the company is very intentional, right? We, right. we speak Flip the switch and we all of a sudden get everyone aware of how they're actually showing up and does it fit in alignment with who we say we are and who we want to become known for.
0: Right. So (laughs) let's talk benefits to the owner of the company. Uh, I would guess one would be employee morale. And I Big guess time. Co- cooperation that, you know, there'd be, that their, their interactions are going to be more incongruent. Are they going to be more congruent because they're all on the same page about the, you know, the identity of the business. And also uh, you have some kind of an increased or enhanced customer experience. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so and- so, so just- tell me, tell me about the benefits. What do owners say about working with you after, you, after they're done?
1: Well, Everything everything is much more hyper-focused towards their intentional brand DNA delivery, right? So like they have a mission statement and a vision statement, right? They, they come up with those statements and then like you said earlier, is they put them up on the shelf or it's on the 25th page of their website and they never really live it. They never really experience yeah. it.
0: Yeah, it's just a so, word salad they get to put on the wall.
1: <laughs> yes. So this knowledge, this clarity... Um, with with my help at the internal level, helps them make it tangible. Mm-hmm. So make these experiences, customer facing experience and internal employee experiences, more meaningful. That they can these employees can now hang their hat on something, right? Now they now know this company they work for um, has this value position that they also buy into, right? right. So retention also um employee retention is huge that goes way up okay. because they have this meaning this sense of self and and the creativity kind of goes up
0: belonging i guess more. exactly exactly,
1: exactly. You
0: know, i guess it, it takes things beyond just the transactional right you show it up for work does. i'll pay you you know you show up for it, through certain it, things exactly. i pay you and that because the traditional business model that's that's what it is you yeah. show up for eight hours or whatever your shift is and do certain things. I will give you a paycheck on a regular basis, yeah. and so, that's
1: it. Um, it. Right. So now, employee um, uh, performance discussions can be centered around. We create all new, like uh, a lot brand-aligned employee performance awards, um, recognition, um, all all kinds of internal things that can be going on. Events that happen that are on brand. Now, everything is tied into that way of being that we are now saying that we want to um, become, right? right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, so, again, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get to some things like what are some of the, what are some of the benefits to the owners, like something mm-hmm. concrete. I've increased sales, increased profitability. I know the employee morale and mm-hmm. all that stuff's got to show up in the financial statement somehow. It
1: does. And productivity also increases because collaboration increases. Right. Because people are more excited about working and what they're doing. Creativity increases. Uh, Retention, like we talked about. So there Mm -hmm. there are so many things that we can begin to measure. And that gets measured in the standards of performance section Mm -hmm. of the DNA outputs. So we name um, all the things we want to see increased in those buckets that I mentioned earlier. Like, let's say the employee bucket, right? Uh, maybe the company's having a really bad turnover um, season. A lot of people are coming and going and you know how expensive it is to hire and keep people, yeah. train them, right? And then they're out the door Then in within three months. So having something to hang the employee hat on and really providing value for the employee, they, that employee gets recognized in these certain ways. And this is how we um, operate and behave. They, they've got this concrete, Construct of what they belong to now, so it's really exciting for these employees. And, and I'm I'll here. I'll be the first to say. Oftentimes, this sort of work, this clarity work, and the changes that are made within the organization can also create um, uh, issues with employees that they don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Right. So some of uh, your employees don't want to play in the sandbox anymore because they can't get away with stuff. Right. right. Because yeah. you're, you're creating a new way of being. And the beauty of this is, is that the, the more employees that we can get in alignment and to buy into this way of being, then they become the brand ambassadors internally and help support that culture um, grow exponentially. So they, they will weed out people that aren't on board anymore, right? And that's a good thing. Right. That's a
0: really good thing for culture. Now, I, I, I've run into the same thing, especially um, you get into a business, and one of the things, one of the ways to eliminate dysfunction, from my perspective, is to have well written procedures that the employees come together and yes. write, right? Detailing yes. who does what, and you know, rather than have, in other words, you want, to, from my perspective, you want a business that's systems driven rather than people dependent. In other words, somebody with specialized knowledge, like they got their own little black box. And if they're not there, that doesn't happen. So yeah. when you go to systematize procedures and become systems driven, you're right. There are some people like, uh, I don't want to go on. I don't want to write all that down. I don't, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Generally, they're the ones that need to go because they're generally the ones that are the, you know, the monkey wrench in the works.
1: Right. I love the systems driven idea. And And what if you could even apply another layer to those systems that made it so relevant to the culture you want to create? Like you, you added this extra um, creative element into those systems that made it so, um, re- again, relevant is the word, so there's cognitive resonance for your employees to understand why they're doing something this way, because it ties into our strategic core values, our brand style attributes, and what makes us different, right? right. If we can pepper that into all these processes, that's even better.
0: Hmm. Okay, great. So, <clears throat> what what kind of businesses do you typically, uh, I guess, work with? I would think it's gonna be you got to have at least a few employees.
1: Yeah. So I have two markets. My, my my market we're talking about with your audiences are the middle market size companies with up to about two thousand employees. Wow. Um, all the way down to my other market is the solo professional. These mm-hmm. experts, practitioners, lawyers. Um, brokers, agents, uh, top performing who mm-hmm. want to really create more a distinction within their business by being the brand of right. their business. Yeah.
0: So so the I guess, you know, you hear in marketing all the time, is like differentiation. You need to differentiate yourself from the rest of it. You know, if you look out of the, a tree line, which tree are you gonna notice? The one that stands up the tallest, generally. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the branding, I mean. Sounds like a very interesting concept, but it sounds like one of the benefits you get is differentiation. You get to separate yourself from the rest of the pack.
1: Well, it's not that you you get to. The process of branding uncovers the current differentiators that you espouse as an organization. So we're bringing something to the surface. We're bringing uh, quantifiable numbers um, you know, depending on what the business is, like if for manufacturers, we can really get down to the nitty gritty and understand productivity numbers, understand client numbers, understand uh, employee numbers, all of these different numbers. It, when we bring it to the surface, we realize how, how different we actually are, but we're not even touting it in our marketing. Why aren't we touting it in our marketing? Right. right? So it gives you all kinds of new content to realize and then also infuse into the hearts and minds of your employees. Because a lot of, a lot of companies that, um, that are, are just pushing out information in marketing, aren't utilizing their best assets in the marketing messaging because they're unaware of them. Right, <laughs> and that's right. what the brand piece does. It's uh, again, assigning valuable meaning to the position of the brand and so this is the unpacking part of it so that you have now amazing content that no other business or competitor is touting that you can begin to use in your marketing
0: yeah i mean it makes sense um yeah a lot of times people don't they don't speak about how they're different because as you say they've never taken time to examine how they're different (laughs) right um they're so used to just doing what they do it doesn't occur to them that and I do it this way because, and it creates an an extra, whatever, a different result or a better result than just the traditional thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And this isn't about giving up any trade secrets. This is about touting that you have some proprietary intellectual property, and that's a new design or it's new innovation or that your competitor doesn't have. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, to, um, you know, lay it all out, but, if you're not talking about that unique process that you do or you're you know a n- unique way of delivering on your promise then nobody knows you you're a commodity in the minds of your market
0: right yeah you're just another another widget yes yeah yes um so can you describe i mean you've already said something about the process but how do people how do you get started with companies you know mm-hmm. they, they they contact you, you come in and what happens
1: yeah, or they they grab my book Brand okay. DNA and they yep. they start reading it and they say, "Oh my gosh, we got to bring her in because we want this process actually to, to be facilitated, you know, by the the inventor pioneer of this methodology." So that's that's generally how we got started. Okay, we published the book and and they saw the value in it, but they didn't want to do the facilitation themselves, even though everything's in the book. They wanted.
0: Yeah, to, but yeah. how many did the uh... What I what I say to potential clients all the time, if you knew how to fix this, you'd have solved it by now. And the reason they bring you in is because yeah. they, yeah, the concept's good, but it's kind of like it's kind of about you know learning how to do something from a book. It's a, it's right. an intellectual thing, it's not something you know how to do. Yeah. You know, learning is learning happens in practicing over time, you know, generally with a good coach. Yes. In, so in,
1: in behavior yeah mm-hmm. it's it not a
0: great idea when they read your book but it's like so how do we do this up by ourselves well you don't right you, and
1: and the reason why i'm a good fit for the middle market size companies is because they don't have a brand manager positioned in the company they, they, they're just not big enough it's not they don't see it as necessary they might they might just now be getting an hr manager right right they don't have a. They might have a marketing department, but again, marketing and branding are two separate things, right? And right. As I explained earlier, if you don't have that brand person in helping to facilitate that internal infrastructure and the alignment, um, then you don't know how to do this process. So you wouldn't even be able to begin to um, collectively bring it together and then unpack it with everybody. And you know, that's that's just what I do for right. a living. So.
0: Yeah, and if and without. I guess without, again, like I say, the reading the book give you an intellectual appreciation for what it is you do, but mm-hmm. doing it's a whole nother, whole nother <laughs> ball game, right? So it is, and for, it's I, great I, don't know, I don't know how businesses would do it on their own. I really don't.
1: I I, I don't either. Um.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, again, the,
1: that's why I'm the, doing this.
0: Yes, um, and like a you know, like a the. The analogy i make a lot is that if you look at all high performing athletes even low performing athletes in any sport around the world they all have coaches Mm, right and why do we have coaches because well we can't see ourselves perform right? right you can't i mean you can see the game film afterwards but the coach can actually observe you in practice and whenever in the game and can give you distinctions that help you perform better. Not only that, a coach who's been around the game and different players and different strategies and different, you know, they have all these distinctions in the back that they can give you the player, depending on what, I guess, what kind of player you are. I mean, different kinds of players has different distinctions to up their game. So a good coach is going to, going to give them, you know, distinctions particular to their skill set, position, level of all that stuff, that's going to help them up their game. Rather than you just get out there and try harder. That's right. That's yeah. right.
1: And and see themselves through different filters, right? Because the coach is outside of themselves, so it's it's much more objective than subjective. Yes.
0: And yes. you know, it just
1: opens up the doors for so many different ideas, too. Right. So
0: bringing in a coach like you, mm-hmm. you know, they have the intellectual appreciation of the concept, but you can actually come in and bring the the uh, I guess bring things to a fr- fruition you can actually take them through the process and bring them to the to the end point of the i guess the, the new culture of of branding right
1: yeah and even challenge their thinking because you know when you're thinking in the same mind that created the problem you're, you're just creating another problem so it's always i love yeah. to challenge the thinking of of the the brand task team in in this process of Flushing out the brand because we want to make sure that they're they're in expansion mindset they're not in let's stay the same but they're in in the what's our next level right what's that next way of being for us to really step into our full potential
0: right so after you've worked with a company for say six months and you get their branding going and everything else um, do you ever come back and do follow-up oh yeah I do
1: some follow up. A lot of times we will um, get into some processes within those six months that may or may not get complete. So they'll keep me on and and we'll finish up some of the the projects that we've chosen to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's part of it. Um, There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, ways to bring in new recruits because they're going to start growing. So they want to bring in some new uh, employees. So we work a lot on values-based interview processes, and then the inculcation piece. How do I now bring these new recruits into my brand culture and get them updated as to what we are all about? So I create a whole like inculcation program for them. So there's there's other steps if they want to continue working with me to um, certainly, because branding never really stops, right? right? Constantly assigning that meaning into and infusing it to make it tangible all the time.
0: Right. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, just kind of contemplating that like do you ever come back like after two years or five years, like you work for them six months to get some, get everything going. And then two years, five years, somewhere down the road, they call you back to, they've kind of gotten off track or maybe whatever the culture's changed or they're, they're, they've gotten off, they've gotten off track, I guess the best way to say it. And they bring you back in to, to get back on track.
1: Yeah. So we've had a couple of brand awareness events with some companies that want to bring back, you know, they, they may have like over COVID, you lose a lot of people, right? And then yeah. you're trying to revamp what you've lost. So I might come back in and do another brand awareness event to just get that back into the hearts and minds of their employees right. so that they can feel it again and use it and get more creative with it. But it's exciting to see these companies, even after my job in as a I'm a certified trainer and consultant. And my job to me is to make sure that I'm training trainers within the company to think like me, to think like a brand, right? So that they're they're able to just discern like I'm discerning for them as a coach consultant. And, And I want them to fly the nest. I want, you know, to eventually them to be able to do this work
0: okay uh, yeah so that's uh, my goal yeah that makes sense it makes sense other words, the old teacher man to fish he can eat the rest of his life rather than give him a fish and feed him for a day right yeah um okay um so what's uh I'm trying to think, is there anything is there anything i haven't asked you about that you'd like <laughs> to talk about again it's a relatively new concept to me hmm. um so uh I just want to make sure we don't miss anything. We're not leaving anything important out.
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, probably one of the things that I find most about um, companies who uh, haven't have never really operated with brand this way is they find that um, they have not ever been consistent with inside the organization with a set of particular attributes. Yeah. And that is so eye-opening for them and awakening for them. They really begin to feel their own distinction and differentiation. It's like, you know, when you have the C-suite, you have the, the owners, let's say, and the C-suite of people who may have an idea of what they want to be known for, but they just had, hadn't ever really um, made it tangible to their employees. They're growing, they're growing fast, they got, they got busy. That's not their position to do that. You know, there's so many excuses and reasons why they haven't taken the time to infuse this information into the hearts and minds of their people. And when that happens, everything changes. So it's just a big wake-up call. They don't know what they don't know until it actually happens and they see the difference. Right. Um, I just, I worked with an engineering firm, a heating and plumbing engineering firm, that was 16 years old and the the company went way back and um, they had never done a formalized brand development, internal brand development piece. They've spent tons of, they had a huge marketing budget, but none of it was tied to their core attributes and Uh who they were. It was literally just, what do you think the the prospects wanna hear? So let's just say that, right? Instead blah blah being, blah
0: engineering service, Blah 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 engineering Yeah,
1: service. so this they just um, they just blossomed after this, and after we we ended up breaking the brand awareness event into two events because there was such a big company there was an internal set of people and an external field uh-huh. uh, level people. So we had to do it in two different uh, days, but once everybody got the information, fed the the information, right? They all started looking at things differently, seeing things differently, challenging things to recreate, to be more on-brand. They knew what was on-brand and what was off-brand in their departments, right? It just mm-hmm. was so amazingly collaborative and created a lot of coherence in the organization.
0: Yeah, interesting that you could do that with an engineering company. Engineers are uh, engineers are known for being kind of, you know, mechanical about things. Uh, you know,
1: and- it's... it's- it's really funny when we published our book, one of our very first clients was a, um, an, a global engineering firm that worked in the mining space. Wow. And that was one of our largest, longest lasting clients. And then we started getting all of these other clients that were kind of in the same space, mm-hmm. semiconductor you know, uh, yeah. and, you know, heating a plumbing engine. I mean, all these it's weird because it was like it was like for them, it was the missing piece of right. their you know, their knowledge was very analytical. Yeah. It, culture was very analytical. So they were really missing the the tangibility, the the feeling piece, the the visceral sense of mm-hmm. brand experience. And they loved it, it just ate it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, was yeah. Cool. All right. Um, anything else?
1: Well, if anybody's interested in getting a hold of me or wanting to talk more,
0: I was gonna I was gonna ask you <laughs> I was gonna ask you that next. How do people get a hold of you? How do they get in touch with you?
1: Right. So um, my company is BrandAscension.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Suzanne Tuline. Find me there. Um, you can reach out at Suzanne at BrandAscension.com via email. Um, or, or take a look at the books. Um, Brand DNA for your audiences is on Amazon. And it's the entire process and methodology. Um, I would love to just chat with you. I, I generally will offer a 45-minute consult. We run through a quick assessment tool called the Brand Behavioral Assessment Tool and see where you're at there. And then we can find gaps and areas of of possible concern that we can talk about um, right.
0: But yeah yeah i'm going to have all your contact information in and in, well in, underneath the the video and a link after after we go off um beautiful Thank yeah you. that way people will find you so listen it's great having you on the show uh, i really enjoyed it. very interesting uh conversation a lot of distinctions here i, I really wasn't aware of today um and have a great week great weekend uh again yeah. thanks for being on the show
1: Thank you so much, Carrie. I really appreciate being able to um, just kind of outline what this whole process is all about for branding. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
0: it was great. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Suzanne. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: i